Peter Thomas Fornital here. We at In The Money Media are so happy to be partnering with Maggie Wolfendale on this new podcast series. On these shows, Maggie is telling the story of the horses through the voices of the people who love them and whose lives have been changed by them. Best of all, they're being produced to benefit our friends at the Thoroughbred Retirement Foundation, whose mission of saving lives, both human and equine, is so important to Maggie and so important to us at the network. To make a gift to support this show and the Thoroughbred Retirement Foundation, go to trfinc.org slash offtrack. That's trfinc.org slash offtrack. The next voice you hear will be Maggie Wolfendale. A bay gelding fold February 8th, 2012, in Ireland. By Star Spangled Banner, out of Market Hill, by Dane Hill. 47 starts, 7 wins, 6 seconds, 5 thirds. Earnings, $498,251. A stakes winner and multiple stakes placed. Jockey Club name, Great Wide Open. This is his story, Off Track, as told by his now owner, Jamie Hernandez. Pleased to be joined today by Jamie Hernandez as she is retraining Great Wide Open, also known as Tom. But first, Jamie, I want to get into your background, where you grew up. You grew up in the industry, I know, but how did your path start on A, in racing, and B, now onto this off-track thoroughbred? So I grew up in Grove City, Ohio. Um, They had a racetrack there, formerly Beulah Park. Um, My parents are trainers. Um, My grandparents are trainers, um, now retired. My great, on like my mom's side, her um, grandfather was a jockey. I mean, we just have a lot of racing on both sides of my family. Um, So... It was, I'm guessing, kind of like how you were probably, you were raised where it wasn't more or less a job. It was like a way of life. I'd get up before school and go out and help take care of horses. As I got older, I would gallop horses before school for my dad. We had our own farm, like training center. Um, so yeah, I grew up in the racing. Dad's a trainer. Um, we did everything like ourselves. So mom and dad both road. Sometimes you see my mom on the pony, um, hauled all the horses. I think I remember like back to when I was like 16, even before that, um, when I wasn't even able to drive, my parents would send me down to river downs, which is now Belterra park. And I would line up the horses to get run and go along for the ride. And then 
as I was able to drive, I would literally haul the horses at 16 myself and go run them. And yeah, so it was a family affair. Um, and that is how it's been in my family for years. And to this day, my parents still um, race and do everything themselves. So I grew up in horses. That's how I got involved. Um, as I got older, I sought out, I wanted to travel some and my first experience traveling, I went down to new Orleans. I had a job offer with, um, Steve Asmussen started out galloping there, did everything from pony and galloping, ended up being one of Steve's assistants for years. Um, then met my husband, Brian on the track, my now husband, um, and kind of just traveled since then with him all around. And we are based here in Kentucky now, have our kids and taken a step back from like the assistant life. I guess in my past time, I would have thought that I would be a trainer at this point, but I'm sure as you know, having kids, you have to take it like a little step back. I really wanted to raise the kids. Um, and be really present. So I am doing layups at a farm we we purchased now and able to have some off-track thoroughbreds. Well, I guess I should have preempted you with the fact that your maiden name is Radosevich. So of course, as you're explaining your family link to racing, oh, uh, just steeped in uh, everyone, <laughs> everyone being involved. Yes, yes. Um, like way back to even like quarter horse days, like my grandfather trained quarter horses. Um, and that's actually how they transitioned into thoroughbreds. Um, my uncle, he, I feel like him and like Wayne Catalano have the title, the first jockey trainers to win like a thousand races each, um, which is kind of cool. And his name yep. is and he um, trains in Ohio as well. So it's just a really big family affair for the Radosevichs. And, you know, even, um, you know, to add to that, marrying into the Hernandez with my husband's Brian Hernandez, um, his family, they're in racing as well. So, you know, for Brian and I, this is like a family affair here too with the horses, even though I've taken a little bit of a step back um, from like the training side of it, but you know, those horse skills are there and I'm enjoying the off-track thoroughbred um, world. Well, let's talk about that. Uh, Great Wide Open, who you are retraining for the Retired Racehorse Project, which takes place in the fall. This guy has done some traveling, to say the least. Yeah. Obviously, beginning his career in Ireland, where he was bred, interestingly enough, by Newtown Anner Stud, which... Yeah also has a farm in New York, um, but he came to the States in late 2016 for Connor Murphy. Uh, did you know him when – I see that Brian rode him twice in his career. Had you n known him as a racehorse? Well, I knew the name. Um, I didn't know him from the track. But I, when Brian and I purchased um, our farm, I guess, you know, how word got out, oh, Jamie, she's going to start doing some layups. Before we had even moved to the farm, um, Connor had reached out to me and was like, hey, Jamie, I have a horse that 
I think he would really benefit from just a few weeks off of the track, you know, or away from his training. I think he was training at Skylight um, Training Center in Goshen and would benefit just from a little bit of a change of pace. So really, he didn't have any issues. Um, he just really wanted to take his mindset away from training and just give him a little break. So he was my very first horse on our farm, literally probably a few days after we moved in. Um, Tom, great wide open. He came to the farm, had some downtime. And I can remember thinking, oh my gosh, this horse is just so personable and so nice to be around, which he does have some age on him. He's like nine now. Um, so I have another horse who is an off-track thoroughbred that I had been riding and, you know, I would just go do some hunter paces as like the eventing and eventing world, like dressage, all of that is like foreign country language to me. Like it really kind of gives me anxiety. Um, so I'm kind of challenging myself with Tom. Um, I really want to learn more about that side of it. And that's where Tom came into play. My other horse, he's now retired from me just riding him as he had some issues. Um, and I reached out to Connor because Tom left an impression on me and was like, hey, Connor, if Tom ever needs a place to retire, like I would just really love to be considered. And it worked out. Like literally a month later, um, Connor reached out to me. Tom was training down in New Orleans um, to come back off of a layoff. And he was like, you know, Jamie, I just don't think, you know, he wants to do it anymore. I don't and whatnot. And he came to me in December. So here we are. What, really quick. What was your, what's your other uh, off track thoroughbred's name? Um, his name is Twang. He's a homebred from Claiborne Farms. I remember him. Um, yeah. I think he broke his mane in, in the Saratoga, ran in the Saratoga special. Um, really cool horse. Um, I did some like hunter paces with him and that's how I got interested in some jumping, which I did not do that growing up. So I know all the race, you know, I galloped and did all of that stuff. So I know how to ride the race horses and whatnot, but I don't know how to transition that to the eventine type world. So that's where Tom and Rosie, um, the Pravnik comes into play and they're, she's a great friend of mine and live around the corner. So Tom actually got to spend about 45 days there um, with her, with me taking lessons and her sitting on them a few days a week as well. So it's just been a lot of fun. What's that been like taking lessons from somebody who is a good friend? Um, It's been good. Rosie is so easy to take lessons from. She's really good at what she does, knowledgeable. Um, we laugh because she's like, okay, Jamie, you can ride any single horse, every any horse that comes your way. But this is like so different to me. Like, I mean, I really am struggling like in the dressage lessons. It hurts. <laughs> you use muscles in your legs that you never thought you had. Yes, my core and... It's just very interesting. Um, I know a lot of it, you know, from the riding, the thoroughbreds at the track, it really transitions well to doing the dressage and the eventing, but it's nice to see what the thoroughbreds really are capable of doing, um, you know, doing a new career. Rosie was actually my first guest uh, on the Off Track podcast, but another name that 
we both obviously have brought up is Connor Murphy. He, um, with uh, Kirsten Fado, who I had on a few episodes ago, uh, obviously she worked for him, but he seems like a trainer and I suppose Tom was lucky to have him, but a trainer that really is committed to doing right by the horse and, and also really recognizes when his horses need a break or two when their racing days are over. Yeah, absolutely. I, I could think of a, just a dozen instances where other trainers might not have retired great wide open at, at, at that time. He didn't have any issues. He just really, I think Connor said, oh, Jamie, his little ankle blew up. And, you know, he's just been so good to us. We want him to have a great, um, you know, time after he retires. I think it's time. And for me, I mean, there's not very many people that, I, I don't want to say very many people, but that would retire a horse, I feel like of that ca- like caliber, you know, he's so sound. And that is really one of the things Rosie, um, she had asked me, I was like, oh, I just got a new horse. I was so excited. And she's like, so how much time does he, does he need some time off? Or you know what? I'm like, you know, he's sound. He's sound. We're going to give him 60 days just to kind of you know, downtime. And then we started restarting him. And as you said, he's a horse that was a pretty darn good racehorse. He ran 47 times, seven wins, made nearly half a million. I do remember he ran a couple times here in New York, and I really embarrassed myself by singing the Tom Petty song into the great wide open. (laughs) But, you know, we do things like that on TV occasionally. But for you and, and having worked with thoroughbreds and now that you've had two kind of off track thoroughbreds that you've worked with, I always, I honestly prefer to have personally prefer to have the horses that are kind of those quote unquote war horses because they are often the hardest working and the perfectionist. Have you kind of noticed that with Tom? Oh my gosh. Yes. So he tries so hard even when he doesn't understand something that's you know new to him, he is just trying so hard. You can tell he's getting like a little frustrated, but then he gives it like 110%. And you just can't help but love him. You're like, oh my gosh, like this guy tries so hard. So that's really rewarding to, to see. And, you know, like you said, he is a war horse at age nine. Um, sometimes... It's e. I would say, you know, transitioning the thoroughbreds, it's probably really much easier to take a horse that's younger to learn like a new trade where maybe an older horse is kind of stuck in their ways and whatnot. But I don't know. He's been so sound and just he has such a great brain. He is just trying so hard. And I have no doubt that he's going to excel at which whatever direction we go. Now, Jamie, I know that you rode Western a lot and you had quarter horses. So has there been, and you said that, you know, learning the eventing side of things has been challenging, but has there been any crossover um, with what you knew in Western riding to now sitting in an English saddle, doing dressage and learning to jump? Um, There definitely is a lot, some things that cross over. But I would have to think that in the Western world, it's just you're not using your core in like so much leg as much. It's more, I mean, it is the same where you're making your horse really use themselves and things like that, but it's much more like off of the bridle. Um, 
in using their, in tucking up and using themselves where like in the dressage, you're, you know, they're pulling against you and you're using much more of your body. And yeah, it's been, it's been a transition. <laughs> it's all about trying to achieve that suspension and that, that cadence that uh, sometimes is difficult with the with the thoroughbreds, but trust me, they get it yes. after a while for themselves to collect after having to run flat out their entire lives. Well, yeah. And I, I feel like that's, that is one of the things um, where I said, I feel like a younger horse might have an easier transitioning time into like doing like the dressage where versus like an older horse like him, because he's been probably so stuck in his way training a certain way. So he is a little older. So bending a certain way kind of is a little harder for him at this stage. So he's getting it. It's going to take a little time, but I'm super proud of him. Now, he was trained in Europe, in Ireland for, for quite a while. I mean, you often see these horses that come over to America. They don't have quite as many starts uh, in Europe as he had. Um, did you find, too, with your time on the racetrack and kind of working with Steve, even though, even though Steve is more of a, a dirt trainer, to be fair – had you worked with any other horses that had come from Europe prior? I cannot remember that I had it. So I guess my take and just thinking, um, you know, about a horse coming over that they're just, you know, nice open gallops, you know, that, and that's where I feel about like even Tom, like transitioning. He is just, he's so laid back now when we're retraining him. He loves to go for hacks. He loves like the hacks through the woods. And once he has, you know, seen something, he's, he's good with it. He's just has a good, good brain. And I feel like maybe that's really helped him transition to what we're doing now. I feel like maybe like the, I like want to dabble into like the fox hunting world with him. And I'm hoping that will really transition well for him. Yeah, I've noticed that the well-traveled horses seem to really just they they've done it all, they've seen it all, and nothing really, you know, they become somewhat unflappable too. Yeah. Now, as you mentioned, fox hunting, it's actually a fairly big scene in Kentucky. So, have you gone out on hunts? I've went on one um, with with Rosie about a month ago. So that was my first experience and. I have did like the hunter paces, which is like the intimidation or, you know, of a fox hunt. So that's what got me interested. And, you know, that was my first thought when I had reached out to Connor about Tom was, oh, I just feel like he would be that horse. So, you know, with me wanting to take Tom and I really wanted to him to have that foundation where we would be able to take him off the farm and kind of do anything. And that's where Rosie I, came into play. And then, you know, she was like, we should do, you know, the makeover and we can do a team. And, um, you know, I thought that was really nice of her. She didn't have to do that. So um, I'm appreciative and all of her guidance. And I love that I can, you know, ask her things like, okay, so when I'm riding the racehorses, I do this, how can I transition that to, you know, this dressage or, you know, when I'm going to a jump. So that's been really beneficial as well. How do, I mean, cause I know obviously Rosie has the two boys, you have three children. How do you find the time to get a horse 
ready for the Retired Racehorse Project? Oh, I, I don't, first of all, I don't know how Rosie finds the time, but our kids actually all go to the same same school up the road. So while our two um, older children, both of us, they are in school. We have, I have Annabelle who is just over one now. Um, thankfully I'm able to get a sitter at times and most of the time she's in her stroller. Rosie's pushing her and I'm taking my lesson. So it's been working out. <laughs> That's quite the team effort from you and Rosie. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm thankful. She said that um, our daughter, Annabelle, she's like, oh, Annabelle just loves me. And I'm like, well, I'm so grateful that she just loves you because I'm able to ride and get my lesson in. And sometimes Annabelle's screaming at us, but, you know, it all works. And she likes Tom loves Annabelle. So that's fun, too. How how is he around the rest of your kids? Because your oldest daughter, Jocelyn, she is an avid rider with uh, her little white pony. Um, Yeah. So Tom loves the kids. He has a big personality in general. Like he was the barn favorite of Connor's. Um, And as he came to the farm, even for layup, the kids, like he loves his peppermints and they would run up on the fence and feed him peppermints. And then when Tom came to live with us after he retired, yeah, he... They really love him. They're like, Tom's back. He came back from Rosie's. Tom's back. Yay. And they go down and give him peppermints. He's just a really soft soul in general. And he's very aware of like where they're at, um, their fingers and things like that. So it's good. He's just a good boy. Oh, he sounds amazing. Um, and I, like I said, I only had the privilege of seeing him like three times uh, in his racing career. But um, Jamie – are, have you decided what discipline you're going to show him in in the retired racehorse? We have not. Um, obviously, fox hunting was what we we're thinking. He, he, we've said even maybe something like trail. If we're if I'm getting very ambitious, I might say dressage because he's quite fancy. I don't know. I'm that gives me a lot of anxiety thinking about like the dressage, but maybe that might be something to really challenge both of us. Um, I'm not sure yet. I think we have until maybe like August or so to decide. So I'm going to keep training him and taking lessons. And I think I'm going to let Rosie, you know, let me know what she thinks might be best. With your entire life involved around horses, has this been one of the most rewarding adventures that you've gone on with them? I needed this so much. I think, you know, you can probably relate as being a mom and busy and working that you need some self time. And this has been like my time. Like I so enjoy riding and I times it's like you get caught up in everything else and you don't get time. This is so rewarding to me. So whatever Tom and I choose to do, I hope we do it well. And I have no doubt he's going to try 110% and it will be good. And it's good for me. I need, I definitely, this is like so rewarding to me. I'm so happy riding whenever I get to go sit on him and do our lesson. And now he's back at our farm and I get to ride around. It's just like a yoga for me riding him. Girl, I feel you for <laughs> sure. It, it is such a such a treat just to to go out and bond with your horse. I, you get you know you get caught up in your day, and it's a release. It's therapeutic yeah, to to absolutely. go you know, spend time with with your horse and with Tom. 
So, Jamie, I don't want to keep you too much because it's usually me who has the children screaming in the background. And I know that you have uh, kids uh, with you right now. So I, at the end of all my interviews, I do a little kind of short answer about uh, your horse, about Tom. And the first question always is, what is his favorite treat? Peppermints. The crinkly paper gets some pretty excited. Yes. He's even kind of, um, recognized, you know, in the, obviously they fed him tons of peppermints when he was at the track, but in the field, some days he's like, "Mm, mom, I don't think, I don't know if I want to come to you to work today. And I'm like, "Mm, here's your peppermint. And he's like, okay, changed my mind. Let's go. (sighs) Easily persuaded. Um, so let's say he's, he's like a human and you guys want to go have a drink. What would be his drink of choice? Mmm. Uh, a bourbon. Just a chilled bourbon, I would think. Keeping it classy. <laughs> <laughs> what if he – now, this is kind of a loaded question because he's named after a song. Or, well, his song – his name is a song. What, though, would be his theme song? This is a hard question, Maggie, which in like if you Like, if you were going to do, like, a freestyle dressage test – is there a song that you can imagine doing it to? You know, what is the song? Oh, I can't think of their name, but it, oh, I want to yell at Brian. What's that? What's that uh, song's name? The uh, if I if, ask me your next question, and I'll think of it. Country. It's country. Yeah. The uh, okay. All right. The pontoon, um, the pontoon boat. It's like. A- <sighs> It's been a while since I've listened to country music. I know. It's terrible. I'm, I, I know what you're talking about, too, and I can't think of it. So Okay. Well, you're getting that theme I'm going for because that would be his his song. I got you. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, the next question is, what is his biggest love? What's his favorite thing to do? Um, well, he loves scratches. Um, his favorite thing right now, he really loves to be ridden and just hacked around. He loves to do that. Like that's what he is super happy doing. And the song I'm circling back to you is from little big town pontoon. Yes, you got it. Well done. (laughs) I'll have to like play that at the end or something for him. Um, okay. What's his biggest dislike? His biggest dislike right now is is taking his form. It takes him a minute. I feel like he's like, oh, everything's so achy, and do I have to do that? Um, once he gets it, he's so good. Oh, but his he hates when you stop, give him like some time to like recoup, and then he's like, do we have to start back up? Like I just did so good. Like I'm done. Like he wants to be done. That's his biggest dislike right now. He's like, okay, come on, let's go bath and, you know, treats. So it's all it's all about, like, just chilling, just having those nice, yeah. relaxed rides. He, he's really loving his retirement, so he's kind of getting a little mad at me. Like, he doesn't mind learning the new stuff, but once he gets to where you want him in that, like, first, you know, lesson you're trying to get him to do for the day, once he reaches that and he thinks he's done his, like, a great job, and you think that you're done for the day, he thinks that he's done for the day and you start back up, it's like total sass. And I'm like, we were just here, Tom, like, give it to me, you know, a few more minutes. And 
So that that's definitely his hate right now. Oh, well, I can I can relate. Yes, you know, an I easy work you. day. You want to be done. <laughs> okay, what is the biggest lesson that he's taught you so far in working with him? The biggest lesson is um I would say just some time, you know, giving him some time to adjust and to achieve what I'm asking. Um, I think sometimes we think the horses should just automatically know what they're, you know, they're supposed to do. And with me taking lessons, um, I'm learning that maybe I'm not always asking him to do something properly and it could give him mixed signals. So really taking some time to evaluate what, how I'm riding him, what I'm asking him for and rewarding him for that effort. That patience and self-evaluation of yourself, um, I think is always the biggest thing that they, that they tend to, to teach you. Okay, what is or, or sorry, if you could sum up Tom in three words, what would they be? <laughs> a weirdo. <laughs> um, lovable. <laughs> <laughs> and um oh, what did I say? Weirdo, lovable, and warm. He he's like a, you know, a warm personality. Like a teddy bear. Yes. Well, I really want to meet Tom and hang out with him now because not only does he have a great name, he just sounds like a wonderful guy to you and has just been that thing that you need. So, Jamie, thank you so much for your time and and talking talking Tom with me. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. Happy to. And I'm just thrilled that I get to have Tom and, you know, do this adventure with him. And I do want to clarify – if me if I'm summing up him as a weirdo, it's literally because his personality is so big and when he walks, he just sways his head back and forth and he just always has to be doing something. So just love him. Term of endearment. <laughs> I call them all weirdos if I like them. I agree. <laughs> Thank you, Maggie. I appreciate you having me on and I can't wait to see where Tom takes us. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this week's edition of Off Track. It was great catching up with Jamie and hearing about Great Wide Open, aka Tom, and the progress that they've made, and also pretty cool that my last episode of this season kind of circles back to my first episode in that Jamie is taking lessons from Rosie Napravnik, who we had on the very first episode of Off Track about old Ironsides. And I have to give a shout out to Jamie's husband as well, as he is frequently donating any of his purse earnings to retirement foundations such as New Vocations in Louisiana, as well as Second Stride. So really a whole family 
family affair and supporting horses when their careers are done. So like I said, this is the last episode of this season of Off Track. We'll pick it back up in the fall. But as always, I want to encourage everyone to share, subscribe, and leave comments, especially if you know of any OTTB Off Track stories that you think I should be broadcasting. So I would love to hear from everyone and thanks for tuning in to this first season of Off Track and for all your of your support. Again, the best way you can support is by do- donating to the Thoroughbred Retirement Foundation and that link is trfinc.org slash offtrack.